I do wonder what it'd be like to like make a little patty out of the dog food and just fry it up and see what it tastes like. <laughs> just gonna let I mean, just gonna let that sit there for a bit. In theory, it's it's like human grade food. Yeah, in, I mean, yeah, in theory, everything is edible. It's just a question of willpower. <laughs> Because <laughs> this is this is fresh, the fresh meat. Yeah, it's the it's it's like the the chicken ice cream, right? It's the, it's yeah, the yeah, meat, like it's, the chicken it's ice cream. The meaty chicken scoopy scoop. <laughs> meaty chicken scoopy scoop. Yeah, it's what we're all going to be eating in about five years' time. Oh, if yeah, everything like, carries on its current trajectory. Like, let's put it this way: if I had to eat dog food, that's probably the dog food I'd go for. Yeah, you don't want the the dry biscuits. You don't want the dry biscuits. You don't want the like sitcom cans of dog food. The one that's probably horse Ped- pedigree chum. Yeah, that like that kind of stuff. stuff. You know. Yeah, I'm very aware that your dog probably eats better than me. <laughs> Which he's leaner than you. Oh, but well, he's a, he is a he's a lot smaller. <laughs> like I know I know you weren't going for a weight on weight comparison, but I'd be I would be worried if your French bulldog weighed more than I did. Yeah, I didn't. I, I yeah, I wasn't suggesting that he was. Uh, I was purely going body fat percentage. Well, yeah, but also, when was the last time you took me for a walk? <laughs> so you know, there's only one person here to blame, Graham. Yeah, this and this, this is true, and me. I take full responsibility. <laughs> Thanks, man. I need that. <laughs> you guys are making a podcast. <laughs> so welcome to a very Christmassy podcast nobody asked for with me, Ian Harris. And me, Graham Jones. And... This is the podcast where we argue about our top three lists of a topic that nobody asked us to talk about. And this week, we are figuring out our top three actors we want to play Santa for It Is Christmas Time. It is Jingle Bells, etc. Jingle Bells, jingling all the way. Shall we we address the elephant in the room immediately? Uh, yeah. I've got COVID again. Yes. But this is the first... This hat trick, uh, three times in 12 months... (laughs) Which is nice. Got got the last one just in at the end of the twelve months. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there was a moment there where I didn't think we were going to make it, but then we pulled it all together and managed to sort it out. But this is the first episode where we've started recording it, where I've known I've had COVID. Yes. Yeah. The other ones. I think in this the second time you had it didn't at the end of the episode. Uh, sorry, at the end of the first part of recording, I asked you. Are you sure you don't have COVID? And then you text me about half an hour later to say, yes, yes, I have COVID. Not not, not just that. You said, are you sure you don't have COVID? And I said, no, I sound like this because I've been sleeping in front of a fan. <laughs> because it was uh, when it was painfully and horrifically hot. Oh, I, 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 thought, I thought you meant one of our um, many listeners. Oh. Yeah, what, uh, the top Patreon tier, you get to watch me sleep. <laughs> Now that's fun. What price tag would that need for you to be willing to do that? What for someone to to let someone watch me sleep? Yeah, over video or actually in the room? Let's go actually in the room. Let, let's see. Let's see how you price your uh, <laughs> price yourself here. We'll get a nice little. It'll be a nice little like obviously podcast. Nobody asked for branded bed. 
They can't get within six feet of you. You'll be in like a little prote- protective bubble. Hey, they can't. We'll a, we'll they get can't get near you. They're just there. Oh yeah, you're no funny it, it's business. More, it's it's more art rather than prostitution. Okay. Or snuff. Or snuff. Yeah. Like that's not the way I want you to go out. But imagine the publicity. <laughs> Ten grand. Ten grand. Yeah, that's fair. This is definitely one of those ones where I realise. This is this is an esteem issue, isn't it? Because <laughs> I'm, f- I'm I'm fairly sure I'd do it for a lot less. Speaking of though, have you seen these people that stream themselves sleeping, and then people can pay to do things to them whilst yes! they're asleep, and like wake them up and shit. Yeah, like you can pay to have the alarm go off or pay to have the lights flicker or yeah, yeah. That's in, I, I mean, there's there's a lot to unpack, um, mostly about the state of our society. Um. Also, like the fact, I think there was a guy I saw that was doing it, and he made so much fucking money. Yeah, and in today's economy, in today's economy, <laughs> it's a shit business. Ah, <laughs> uh. I did. Talking of today's economy, I went to to say this earlier, and I put five things in my basket. Is this this is like the this is. <laughs> Like a very, very middle class version of Riddling in the Dark from The Hobbit. <laughs> Nothing that you would think was particularly extravagant. Some eggs. Eggs, right. From a chicken. F- from a chicken, yeah. From a chicken, okay. 12 right. of them, medium, free 12. range. Some Sudafed, day and night. Okay. A big bottle of Lucasade. I've worked through a lot of Lucasade today. Two chicken breasts. Okay. And um, some raisin wheats cereal. Okay. All right. Let, let's let let me. I'm assuming this is guess the price. Well, yeah. Okay. So we had twelve dozen medium free range. No, no, no. Just twelve, not twelve dozen. Sorry, not twelve dozen. <laughs> twelve dozen would be 144, wouldn't it? Yeah. That's a Gaston diet. <laughs> um, Graham is bulking, dear <laughs> listeners. Um. Okay. Twelve. Twelve eggs. Sudafed, yeah, chicken. I'm gonna say twenty five pound. No, it was it was to be fair a lot less. That was fifteen pound. That's still a lot. It's still especially as I got I got I got to three and then my memory failed me. I thought, (laughs) fuck it, I'll just assume everything was the same price. Uh, Oh, as in five things that were five for each. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe I'm gonna, you know, after after being ruined by uh, by Sainsbury's, I might have to. uh, might have to start charging people to uh, wake me up in the middle of the night. And to be fair, I've not been sleeping at all because I've been ill. So, I mean, I may as well make some cash out of it. Yeah, it, it's it's a fun, like, both mental and physical situation we find ourselves in to talk about the quote-unquote happiest time of the year. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just us talking about how great Santa is while feeling really sorry for ourselves. Yeah. But the thing with Santa I really like is he's so jolly. So jolly. So fucking jolly. So he must have want a lot of health s- problems. Santa. Yeah, he's old. He's overweight. He lives in a cold climate. I, I mean, like, yeah, he can't have a lot. His diet consists predominantly of milk, whiskey, and cookies. Yeah, I mean, he's got. He's definitely got gout, hasn't he? Santa, a hundred percent has gout. Like, I think if we went to the North Pole. And I don't think this is detracting from any of our choices today. Santa is kind of like set up like Jabba in Jabba's palace in Return <laughs> of the Jedi. It's just this giant that or um you know in Blade, the giant fat half naked vampire. Yeah. That they shine the UV light on. The one that kind of makes that <laughs> noise. That for 
I'm going to say for anyone watching webcam. I hope no one's watching fucking <laughs> webcam. That was a spot-on impression. It helps that I'm wearing a massive, comically oversized Udi with pizza which, on it. So you with with pizza you remind it. me of uh, Pizza the Hut. Hey guys, future Ian here. Uh, still got COVID, but uh, thought I'd chip in anyway. So because we were both ill while recording this, uh, this kind of slipped straight past me. So just to specify, uh, I wasn't sitting there wearing a comically oversized and pizza-stained Udi while recording a fucking podcast where I was on webcam. The Udi is, has pizza patterns on it, like little cartoon slices of pizza. Yes, I'm ill. Yes, I feel like shit. But I am not that disgusting. Most of the time. Ah, it's all, all comes round in a circle. It does. So does, so does pizza. Not always. Not always. No, that's true. Yeah. I take that back. Yeah. So, Santa, Santa. So, I have a list of because we're talking about actors we want to see play Santa. Mm. I have a list of actors who have played Santa. Obviously, caveat to a lot of this episode, I felt like shit. So, this is not my most thoroughly researched episode, <laughs> but I do have names, and some of those names I also know where they actually played Santa in. So, Number one, I won't get you to guess. We'll just kind of... The ones you like, we'll talk about for a bit. Obviously, I think, weirdly, the one that comes to mind for a lot of people our age is Tim fucking Allen. Yeah. Because the Santa Claus, you know, the movie where famously it begins with the murder of Santa. (laughs) But that does kind of bring on, like, I think a concept we'll be talking about a little bit. I do like the idea that Santa is, like, a job title. Rather than an actual dude, in yeah, in, in certain circumstances, right? Because like, yeah, if we cause... go full biblical, he's good Saint Nick, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. But I like I like the idea that Santa Claus is basically like uh, like sometimes James Bond, her- like 007. Yeah, like sometimes it's a hereditary title, like you know the royal family. Yeah, um, and sometimes it's more if you kill Santa, you become him, which I think is more kind of warlordy. But uh, Ed Asner plays him in Elf, which I think is a very kind of go-to portrayal as well and the good thing that you know everyone needs to know to feel old today is that elf came out 19 years ago oh it did didn't it yeah 19 years if elf was a person it will have it would be in its um probably going into its second year of university oh and just to just to make everyone feel really old and just to say the thing out loud 19 years ago was 2003 yeah which saying that makes me feel older than just saying 19 years. <laughs> but Elf, Elf, so long ago that people weren't sure Will Ferrell could carry a movie. Yes, yeah. Which, yeah. which, which thinking about that is like fucking preposterous. Yeah, this is, um, this is very true. Uh, and also equidistant from 1984. Oh, again, strong, strong mention of 1984. Uh, it's probably the similar surveillance setup as Santa. Yeah, less gout. Less gout. Richard Attenborough. Famously played him in Miracle of 34th Street. Again, I think that is another very stereotypical movie go-to Santa. Yeah, um, yeah. Less traditional, but one of my favourite and I think underappreciated Christmas films, Alec Baldwin voiced North in Rise of the Guardians, where Santa is a tattooed Russian dude. Yeah, but not. this is different to the Owl movie. This is not the Owl movie. The Owl movie is a very different, less Santa-centric movie that features predominantly owls. Yeah, and would have been more favoured by Richard Attenborough's brother. 
David. Yes, yeah, a- a- exactly. And, you know, everything needs to come back to David Attenborough. Brian Blessed has voiced him in a couple of cartoons. Both Bo and Lloyd Bridges have uh, played him. Uh, Jim Broadbent has uh, voiced him in Arthur Christmas, which is another horrifically underrated Christmas movie. Get Santa and an Aldi advert. (laughs) Bruce Campbell has played him. Nice. Brian Cranston has played him. James Cosmo played him in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and I always forget Santa rocks up in that film. Yeah. Nick Frost played him in a Doctor Who episode. Paul Giamatti. Mel Gibson played like a Santa who'd been employed by the CIA in something called Fat Man, which is an awful film. Excellent. Uh, Bill Goldberg, which we may or may not be talking about a little bit later. Bill Goldberg? I, I, the name escapes me. Oh, a famous wrestler. Oh, literally... Goldberg. Goldberg. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, Gold- Goldberg uh, plays him in a film called Santa's Sleigh. Okay. Where Santa is the... Santa loses a bet to... He- he's a demon and loses a bet to an angel in a like a curling game and has to be good for a thousand years, but now the thousand years is over. And it... Op- yeah, it's fucking brilliant. Um, and by brilliant, I mean awful, but I love it. John Goodman voiced Robot Santa in Futurama, okay, which I didn't realise. Tom Hanks, Isaac Hayes, Anna Kendrick, John Malkovich, Leslie Nielsen, Kurt Russell in The Santa Chronicles, which is a fucking brilliant series of Christmas films now. Um, the only ones I can think of where it could potentially be a sequel to The Thing. Uh, yeah. Because, I mean, it's... It's Kurt Russell again with a massive beard in a cold place. I mean, and if as, as sequels go, that's all you need. Exactly. Uh, but no, I fucking love the Christmas Chronicles. Like, it's it's stupid, but I think all Christmas films kind of mostly are. I think they have to be, right? That's um... yeah, exactly. Like they kind of they're just fueled by nostalgia, and I think this time of year just brings that out of people. Who else do we have? We have uh, William Shatner has voiced him i think ricky tomlinson has played him because of course he has jk simmons voiced klaus which is at the least santa adjacent if not santa depending how you want to read that film but fuck i love that film i know we've talked about it before very good klaus muppets christmas carol are my two that i have to get in every year see i weirdly and also just another santa uh, which i haven't seen yet but David Harbour and uh, Violent Night. Yes, like yes, good, good shout. Um, Jingle All the Way is the one Christmas movie without fail that I need to watch every year. Don't know why. Really? Yeah, every year. Have to watch it. You're just a Turbo Man yeah, fan. I just love a bit of Turbo Man. Yeah. Uh, I've, I haven't watched Jingle All the Way in a while. Who's the... the? It's Arnie and a guy named after a famous sailor. Sinbad. Sinbad! Yeah. Was Sinbad a sailor? I feel like Sinbad was a sailor. I think so, as in, like, the not the comedian. Not the comedian, no. I'm assuming the comedian wasn't a sailor. But Sinbad, from, like, folklore, was a sailor? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Because I think, um, yeah, definitely. Because I remember being at Universal Studios, either Islands of Adventure, probably Islands of Adventure, and they had, like, a Sinbad show, which was, like, a swashbuckling thing. So, yeah. um, and then you turned up and it was just stand up comedy. It was just stand up comedy, yeah, yeah. And then it had was it was it Anakin or was it I see dead people? Um, I think it was I see dead people, wasn't it? I'm not sure. I think I, I wanted to lean Anakin, but I wasn't sure. 
Never lean Anakin. Never lean Anakin. No, that that should have really. If if you didn't lean Anakin, none of the fucking saga would have happened. No, it's true. I mean, Anakin was obviously far right leaning. Oh yeah, that's a very good point. Very very far right leaning. <laughs> but oh well, Santa's great, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's all right. He's no Krampus. He's no Krampus. There wasn't Santa in Krampus, I don't think. Uh, but Krampus is another one we've talked about before, but Krampus is a fucking great Christmas film. Krampus is phenomenal. Wasn't the end of Krampus Santa versus Krampus, or am I completely making that up? Uh, no, I think the end, I think on this podcast, we have talked about how we wanted the end to be Santa versus Krampus. Where I would bring Santa into this movie is for, like, an epic duel with Krampus. So Krampus is... Are, are, are we talking Hamilton duel, or are we talking, like, Royal Rumble duel? That would be why. But yeah, it's one of my, like... Th- there definitely seems to be a bit of a resurgence in, like, the alternate Christmas movie now. Yeah. So, like, Krampus, you had, uh, like you said, v- Violent Night, Violent I think, Night, was the... Yeah. Christmas Bloody Christmas is a horror movie that's now out on Shudder, which is fucking brilliant. One, this one didn't involve Santa, but I want to talk about it anyway because it fucking destroyed me. So I watched a Christmas film the other day called Silent Night. Yeah. And the trailer for Silent Night makes it look like a dark comedy that is kind of like, just kind of a bit eccentric and a bit of like a comedy of manners kind of thing. Right. And the trailer made it obvious that it was a group of kind of like upper middle class friends who were all meeting for a dinner party around Christmas and the world was going to end. Okay. And it's got uh, Kira Knightley's in it. The kid from Jojo Rabbit is in it. And it was actually written and directed by his mum. Yeah. Who we've talked about before is not Scarlett Johansson. So not, not Scarlett Johansson, but his actual mum. His actual mum. His birth mum, not his, not his Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. Matthew Good's in it. Uh, is it Lily Rose Depp? Lily Depp Rose. It's a bit of a nepotism movie, I won't lie, because Jojo Rabbit's Rabbit's, uh, twin brothers are in it. Thomas and Mackenzie's sister's in it. This isn't a nepotism one, but the guy from his house, Sope? Oh, yeah. uh, He's in it, and he's very good. Oh, cool. And given that I was was expecting, I was going in expecting, like, a bit of a dark comedy, it then just turned into the bleakest film I have watched in a very long time. And, like... I mean bleak to, like, I nearly had to call my parents. <laughs> like, you nearly had a call a call from me after it, just as like a, I need people close to me to know that I care about them. <laughs> it's like that level of, basically, not to ruin a lot, but this is something that really should be brought up in the trailer anyway, so it's not really a twist. The plot f- heavily revolves around euthanasia. Awesome. Yeah, right? Nothing says Christmas like wondering the best time to kill your kids. (laughs) But yeah, that was don't get me wrong, it's a a brilliant fucking film. But no wonder like it kind of went under the carpet a little bit because uh, all of the trailers made it out like it was just an out and out fucking comedy. Anyway, away from Infanticide, uh, Rare Exports... Uh, podcast favourite of a uh, alternate Christmas movie. Yeah, I've still not seen it. Really? Mm. You've seen his next film. He did the Samuel Jackson hunting president one. Yeah, I've seen that, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, Rare Exports is fucking great, but I like that we are, and obviously you had a Black Christmas, like the slasher yeah. movie. 
I just like that they're... I just like when stuff like that gets a bit silly. Like, uh, so Christmas Bloody Christmas is uh, a cybernetic Santa from a shopping centre goes haywire and starts murdering everyone. Excellent. Which, you know, what what else could you want? It's done very 70s and has a heavy metal soundtrack. Can't, can't beat a heavy metal soundtrack. Shaboom. Any more for any more on Santa, or do you want to fucking get cracking? Not, um... No, I guess the interesting one is, um... It, and maybe not Santa-specific, but there's a couple of... I've, I've come across a few people recently on, like, Instagram feeds and stuff who are kind of the good bad movie kind of stuff that we enjoy but specifically for like hallmark christmas movies oh yeah and it's just fantastic because they are i mean they're pure good bad christmas good bad christmas movie good bad movie gold from like it's, yeah it's insane that these things get made on the regular also i don't know if you've seen the trailer for the new Lindsay lohan one that's on netflix but that looks like oh like falling for christmas Ash. yeah when and when she falls off the top of the mountain or whatever in the trailer and it looks heavily cgi'd yes no i have seen that i also saw the trailer to the very similar film santa jaws which was a christmas shark movie yeah that looks fantastic oh yeah it looks amazing there's the the shark with the little santa hat on. yeah so potentially you know that that could also be we don't know that he's not santa exactly yeah it's you know so, fish need to celebrate christmas too and i think that is something that as a society we often forget it it true it truly truly is if fish celebrate christmas do you think like dolphins and whales who are aquatic mammals do or are they more hanukkah um i i, I think i i i, I... That, that's a question i didn't think i'd have to look into are dolphins <laughs> inherently christian <laughs> um, so we were once out like this was a long time ago now but we were once out for dinner with a fa- uh, with the family and i think it was the first time maybe my partner at the time had met like my parents and my brother and stuff like that yeah. and my brother just sat at the table looking off into like the middle distance and it was like are you all right tom and he was like yeah i'm just wondering like do you think dolphins will ever get clever enough that they have shops? <laughs> it was like, I can't, I couldn't answer that question, bro. But why are you thinking that? And that has stuck with me for probably the better part of going on 15 years. The problem, the problem there is that <clears throat> to have shops predisposes a dolphin economy because you wouldn't have shops without currency yeah no no true true so what we're saying is we really need some kind of central dolphin bank well yeah i mean but dolphins obviously are inherently communist so (laughs) yeah you know all i'm saying is i didn't see any dolphins on our side in the cold war am i right so So we we can presuppose their political leanings, but not their religious yeah, beliefs. Yeah, no, no, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So we decided, dolphins are communist. Uh, obviously obviously a statement that would appear on our Christmas special episode. Yeah. I, I, f- I feel like you brought that up on porpoise. Hey! You stole the one good dolphin pun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, something about a blowhole. I, I've, I've got nothing else. That's fair. Um... The only problem with kind of like Christmas episodes is 
we've already done an episode where we talked about our favourite Christmas movies. We've already done an episode where we've talked about... Uh, and by favourite Christmas movies, I mean we had an entire episode dedicated to a karate Christmas miracle. So what else do we need to do? So What else is there? We could just idly banter around the concept of Christmas and all of that, or we can just dive into a movie recommendation nobody asked. Uh, yeah, I guess the only other question is like... Um, if dolphins are aside, communists. Aside, aside from Jesus, who's your favourite person to be born in a stable? <laughs> uh, Bojack Horseman. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> There's got to be a funnier answer than that. I'll I'll get back to you. Okay. I'll just Google babe. Yeah, what Ian? <laughs> <laughs> oh god. I like how when we're both ill this just becomes even lower common denominator <laughs> than it has before. Oh, yeah. I mean I'm I'm going for the easy wins. The easy. The, the easy. quick easy wins. Something as a Watford yeah. fan you haven't experienced in a while. Am I right? Uh, hey! uh, yeah, because there's been a, a gap in proceedings for the World Cup. Yeah. I mean that's a bit rich coming from a rugby fan who just fired their head coach for losing to Italy and Georgia at home in a calendar year. Uh the way that you describe that is that you're the rugby fan that got to fire your head coach. Oh god, <laughs> if only. That would have been great. It's if anyone wants to hear my uh, nervous breakdown about that, sign up to Patreon where I include a voice memo I sent, a six-minute voice memo I sent a friend while very angrily driving back from Cardiff. Um, okay, so movie recommendations nobody asked for before we get into the good nitty Santa gritty of it. Uh, yes. And it is yours. It is mine. I'm going to go with, obviously, a Christmas movie. Nice. Because that's, that's what we're doing here. Um, and it's one that I watched for the first time recently. Right, it came out in 2015, and it is the extremely funny and one that I wasn't expecting much from. Um, the night before, um, oh, yes. starring Seth Rogen, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Anthony Mackie, Lizzie Kaplan, James Franco, Ilana Glazer is her name, the one from Broad City. Yeah, it's just a lot of fun. It's very, very, very funny. And I went into it expecting fairly little out of it and was was pleasantly surprised. Um, so yeah, good good fun. Nice, I like it. I like I it. I think it's on, I want to say Disney Plus in the UK. I think it's Disney Plus, Do you yeah. you want to stream? I, I know it is clearly being watched a lot because whichever platform it's on, the algorithm is really fucking throwing it at me. Hey, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, so if if you aren't feeling... Because obviously Christmas isn't... For, that sounded very gatekeepery. Obviously Christmas isn't for everyone. Uh, obviously some people don't feel uh, Christmassy, you know. So if if, uh, if you're a bit more scroogey or grinchy, or, you know, maybe you mm. just didn't get the time off work, what other movies could you recommend people to watch? Um, given that Christmas occurs in the deep, bleak midwinter, I thought maybe... You know, we might want to flip that on its head somewhat and watch a film that takes place in the bright, glorious midsummer. Oh, what what film are you thinking of that takes place in midsummer? Um, uh, the way way. The, what was it? Oh fuck! What's that called? Oh, the way way back. The way way back. Is that the That's wait? Is that the Sam Rockwell one? Yeah. Yeah. So good. It really um, is, isn't it? <laughs> That's another one that suddenly like slaps you through the emotions. Oh, well, yeah, it's, like, it's got very much um, Little Miss Sunshine vibes. Yeah, it's like, oh, this will be a light-hearted comedy. And then it's just like, oh, yeah, nope, I need to message the people I hold dearest to me. 
But yeah, no, I, I jest, I jest. Not the way way back. Um, obviously, Midsummer, Midsummer, the Ari Aster masterpiece that we have spoken about on many an occasion. Um, I think it's a good good Christmas movie. It it's it talks about you know the importance of family and tradition and rituals. Um, so you know, basically, it's 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 Christmas in June. I like it. I like it. So, and Midsummer is like the around that period in June as well, right? Like the twenty fourth, twenty fifth. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind of. I think is it, is I could it be solstice? very wrong. Yeah, it's solstice related, right? Yeah, which I think Something is that. Like that. Or I'm getting it mixed up with the winter know. solstice. I just don't know. All I do know is that this Christmas I'm spending it with my very young niece and nephew, uh, who at some point there is going to be a photo of them sitting in front of Midsummer. So. You know, Excellent. and the only reason I'm saying that out loud is because one, I know for a fact my brother doesn't listen to this, <laughs> and two, even if he does, I think he'd find it funny. That I mean, I sent them a midsummer costume for for Halloween, so I think I shared it on a uh, Instagram. But it is the most adorable horror-related Halloween costume you will ever see. Yeah, I and also I mean they're at an age where it's not going to cause any lasting. Damage. Oh, if they were like three or four, I would not have a photo of them sitting in front of midsummer. But when they're babies who can't really focus on anything that is further than like three feet away from them anyway, then I think we're safe, you know? Yeah, I'd say so. And, you know, failing that, um, you're keeping um, licensed therapists in business in about 20 to 25 years. Well, exactly. And the Harry's tradition of making the the children watch films that are far too adult for them. (laughs) But hey, without without Dad making me watch Predator when I was in like single digit age, we probably wouldn't have this podcast. This is this is very true. This is very true. So we're all good. We're all good. So on that note then, uh, I think it's time to start talking through some uh, some actors we want to see play Santa. And uh first choice for that is mine. Ho, 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 ho. fucking ho. So what, I, what I've done for my choices is I've picked an actor. Yep, that's a good start. Yep, good starting <laughs> point. But then I've also kind of picked a film Santa that I think they would be suitable for. Okay. So not like a... Sh- not I don't want them in a remake of it, but that's the kind of vibes we're going to go for. Yeah. So I have three. There is a less traditional... There is a Santa as a title, and there is a more traditional choice. What do you want me to start with? Um, those are th- those are three options that I am not going to remember for the next two picks of these. But fuck <laughs> it, traditional, non-traditional, hereditary. Um, hereditary, as in yeah, Tony Collette. Tony Collette as or? Santa. Tony Collette, <laughs> who I thought was in uh, a is show with Steve Ca- uh, Steve Carell, but it's not. It's Donald Gleeson, who just looks very much like Tony Collette. <laughs> Is it Donald Gleeson? It's Donald Gleeson, yeah. Oh, I thought it was. Um, I thought it was because she was like, "Huh, yeah, it does look like it's Tony Collette, but it's definitely not her because it's obviously." Um, oh, what's the guy's name? Um, uh, he's in a lot of Killian Murphy. I thought it was <laughs> Killian Murphy. Yeah, no, it's it's it's, it's Donald Gleeson. Uh, to be fair, the show the show does look great, but yeah. Because the only reason I fi- figured out it was him was when I saw it, I was like, oh, Steve Carell's doing a lot of TV because he's also in that one with Donald Gleeson. And then it kind of clicked. I was like, oh, shit, uh. that's not Tony Collette. Speaking of not Tony Collette, I meant more Santa is uh, a job title, hereditary title that can kind of be passed on to other people. 
So traditional, non-traditional, what I just said. Okay. Hereditary, but hereditary implies through through the um, lineage of the. Uh, yeah. So the uh, so the the Arthur Christmas approach is hereditary. Right. And it's it's just there has been a series of Santas. Anna Kendrick was Santa in something called like Noel, where she is like Santa's daughter or something. Surprisingly, okay. not that shit, but it's not good. But yeah, uh, traditional. Traditional. Okay, so. In the traditional Santa vibe, obviously, your go-to is, right, what old men can I think of? So, there were a couple that sprung to mind. So, firstly, my brain went straight to going full Welsh Santa with Anthony Hopkins. Because I was very surprised that Anthony Hopkins has not played Santa already. Like, right? He feels like one of those actors who's already played him. Yeah. And also, we need more Welsh Santas, what can I say? Secondly, uh, because Bo and Lloyd Bridges have played him, I thought Jeff Bridges. Because Jeff Bridges also fits the uh, Kurt Russell mould of having a really good beard. Yeah, this is is very true. So I thought Jeff Bridges, uh, possibly. But then, and to... to, This is one of the worst anecdotes I've said. Then something happened, Graham. (laughs) That made me think of this other person. But I can no longer think what that something actually was. But that would have been a great bit of the podcast where it would have been a great story. I would have kind of walked you through it. And then boom. Yeah. And it would have revealed that my first choice is singer turned actor Tom Waits. Okay. So Tom Waits, like, I'm, in in terms of a musician, I think he is possibly my most listened to artist. Like, I am obsessed with the man. (laughs) Like, he is so... Just as a character, because he is definitely a character, he's fascinating, and just the stuff that he puts out is so fucking weird and out there, and it's just amazing. See, I was was looking into his discography after you mentioned this, because I realised I haven't listened to a huge amount of uh, Tom White's stuff. And I was kind of nonplussed from what I listened to. Like, it was just like, meh. I th- he is definitely one of those people. I think either you think he is like a musical genius or meh. But yeah. I personally think he's a musical genius. I think he's one of the best songwriters of the last uh, however many years you want to put in. That makes it sound like I'm joking, but I'm being deadly serious. Actually, I won't even put a time frame. I think he's one of the best songwriters. I think it's just the the weird worlds and everything like that he creates is just fucking bizarre. I I just I I do wish he would be a bit more um a bit more. Uh, what I like this is I know efficient. I, I was gonna say I, I know the joke you're gonna make and I like watching you figure out how you're gonna get it out there. <laughs> yeah, no, I just wish he was a bit more efficient, but unfortunately, Tom Tom does Tom waits. Hey, nice. I like it. I like it. I like how in real time I got to see the cogs turning on that one. <laughs> I just couldn't remember the word efficient. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering which uh, which thing you were going to fall down on, but I liked it. It was well worth the waits. Nice. So, Tom Waits, given that his music is very kind of surreal, and I think the only word is eclectic, all of the film roles he's done also kind of fall into that. So, he's very... He's would... done a fair few covers. I was going to say, would you would you equate him to like a Nick Cave? 
Would you put him in the same? Um, so I do have a playlist of both of their songs, just for just out and out weirdness. Yeah, but I think he he's definitely Nick Cave. Like, I don't want to say the term adjacent again. I've used it like four fucking times already. But he yeah. is Nick Cave adjacent. If if Nick Nick, you've got Nick Cave and you've got Tom Splunk. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Tom Splunk. Tom Splunk. That is a. That that sounds like a disease. It's like I'm I'm so sorry, but your your husband's got Tom Splunk. He's at best ten days. <laughs> uh, anyway, Tom Waits. So anyway, Tom Waits. The the best kind of I think comparison to him in terms of how he comes across is like. He is to acting what Terry Gilliam is to directing. Okay. Which is why Tom Waits has appeared in a fair few Terry Gilliam movies. Uh, so he was Mr. Nick in the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. And I think he was uh, a small uncredited role in The Fisher King. Uh, people might also recognize him from uh, Mystery Men, where he was the non-lethal weapons designer that lived in a fun fair. Excellent. And most recently, uh, so he was in uh, Licorice Pizza. I was going to say recently, but Seven Psychopaths is over 10 years old now. So he rocked up in Seven Psychopaths. Uh, he was he had an entire segment of The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, uh, where he played a prospector. But he just plays like grouchy, weird old man really good. And I think that can really kind of play into the Santa side of things. So the Santa vibe that I want him to take is, and I'm going to ask you a question that is very, very unhelpful now. Excellent. Have you seen Father Christmas? <laughs> um, as in the real I will, one? I will, I will help at some point, but I just want to see if you got what that question is. <laughs> nope. No. So Father Christmas was a cartoon. Right. That was a follow-up to and based on a book hey, by the, the same guy who did The Snowman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's basically like Father Christmas going on holiday. Yeah. And he's just this grouchy old dude who I think lives in the north somewhere and has his reindeer in a shack next to his house. And, and I think he goes sunburned. Yeah, he gets very sunburned. I think he goes to France, Scotland and Vegas as you do. Yeah, and that's the kind of weird Santa I can think see him playing, just like a slightly more down to earth, but down to earth, but still over the top Santa. Yeah, and I think Tom Waits has really got the fucking vibe for that. He's, yeah, I just, I, I just really like him, and we haven't talked enough about him. I was very close to getting a Tom Waits tattoo at one point, but then I covered myself in Celtic shit instead. <laughs> I mean that that conjures um, images of you literally covering yourself in yep. the shit of the Celts. It is the only way to keep the Romans away, Graham. It's the only way to keep the Romans away. Woad and shite, which is the name of my uh, my history series. Your history series. <laughs> history series. Ian Harry's is woad and shite. That was a weird, weird fucking comment that only me and Alan will find funny. Axes and shit. He is a Viking. Asgard Viking Allah. So I like it. It kind of mixes the tradition with 
a bit of kind of weirdness. Whether it is just a fucking live action remake of Father Christmas or not, like fucking go for it. But I just like the I I could see him doing something with it of like Santa in the build up or maybe after Christmas. Maybe he goes on holiday like after Christmas and it's following him there. But yeah, it just works. And then if it is Tom Waits, and like I said, he does have a very uh, Terry Gilliam aesthetic. Uh, maybe we do get a Terry Gilliam Christmas movie. That could be that could be very interesting. Would you go animated Terry Gilliam, or would you go um, like Don Quixote? I, I I would go live action, hope hoping a bit. You know, <laughs> fucking hell, Christmas but with Brazil vibes <laughs> is. Uh, a horrific thing to think about. But I want to see what Terry Gilliam does with, like, an elves workshop. Well, I mean, Christmas with Brazil vibes would just be, like, carnival Christmas. I mean, yes, fair. Very good point. I see what you did there, and I appreciate it. Thanks. But, yeah, I just think, like, or or if not Terry Gilliam, like, I just want to see someone with a, a very unique visionary director take on Christmas stuff. So like fucking Del Toro doing an Elvis workshop led by a Tom Waits Santa. Yeah. Stop motion. I, I mean I I would love a fucking stop motion. Uh you you know me and stop motion. <laughs> um and obviously, you know, it does take a lot of waiting for stop motion. Nice. Um the other day, so I watched Pinocchio. Yeah. Which, to be fair, it is very, very good. It's one of those films where I think it is how they've made it is more impressive than the actual film, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. And for a brief moment, I was watching it and I was just like, you know what? I've got a camera. Like, I could, I've got a decent camera. I could do some of the stop motion stuff. And then I realized that just makes me Adam Scott from Parks and Rec. <laughs> uh, when Adam, what? when uh, Ben Wyatt has his breakdown and makes a stop motion film, it was just like, oh, wait, no. Well, I also, <laughs> you've, you've asked for a. Cones of Dunshire for Christmas as well, haven't you? So, why would I ask when I could design my own? <laughs> but yeah, like, like, uh, uh, I just want to see like a big and um, a more Del Toro Gilliam kind of visionary director than a Wes Anderson visionary director, because I don't think Tom Waits necessarily gels with that particular aesthetic. Not that I'm saying I wouldn't watch a Wes Anderson Christmas movie, because everybody knows I would. But yeah. Yeah, I just really, I just really like that idea, and then having him a bit more, again, grouchy, uh, not quite, not quite as approachable, but heart of Goldie, that kind of stuff. And Tom yeah. Waits, Tom Waits suits that. Nice. I, I can't comment too much. I don't think I've ever seen him in the thing, and I've only listened to a couple of his songs. But I will take your word for it. You've, we've had this conversation before. You've never watched Mystery Men. No. At some point, we need to make a list of all of these films. <laughs> because there were some, like, there were a couple where I nearly stopped recording to come over and watch the film with you. Was it Rocky Three? Everything after Yeah, Rocky. I think that was the big one. Where it was like, right, well, we need, to, <laughs> we need to fix this now. I have them all. I do have them all on uh, on physical media, the Rockies. But, um, yeah, just hung around. Uh, yeah, he was, uh, The Dead Don't Die, Seven Psychopaths, The Book of Eli. Actually, I'll tell you, like, I have seen Seven Psychopaths. I like that film a lot, but I don't remember him in it specifically. He was the hit, he was the hit, he was the hitman with the rabbit. Was he a hitman? I just remember, I, I remember enjoying that film, but I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> I just remember Sam Rockwell being very good in it. Um, he's also in a section of uh, Coffee and Cigarettes, which is like a 
anthology thing of like black and white shorts based around coffee and cigarettes. I think his is him and Iggy Pop talking in a diner. Uh, there's also one with the White Stripes. There's one where Bill Murray meets the Wu-Tang Clan. Amazing. It's it's a fucking weird film, but it's it's fun. It is fun. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Tom Waits. All good. Tom Waits for no man. Hey! I'm going to go with an actor who has been in... It's been in a hell of a lot of movies. It's been some of the biggest movie franchises going. So we're talking Star Wars. We're talking Harry Potter. He's been in um, movies like The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. He's been in uh, Doctor Who. He's been in Jonathan Creek. You know, if we're going for the real big hitters. And, unfortunately, uh, Moomin Valley as well. Um, but we, we won't get into a discussion about how horrific Moomin are. Because we have before. Because we have. Several occasions. Yeah. This is more of, uh, I guess, I'm going down the sort of comedy slash subversion route for, for Santa here. And I'm going to go with uh, Mr. Warwick Davis as Santa. Yeah. And what I want to do here is because traditionally we've always had Santa is the big dude and the elves are all little people. I want to flip that on its head. I want Santa to be Warwick Davis and all of his elves to be uh, big people. So I, I, I like this idea. I like it. I respect your choices. I have another idea how we could get Warwick Davis as Santa that I also have now really latched on to, which we will come to. So you see it as just the elves are massive fuck off dudes. Yeah, basically. I just I like the idea of turning it on his head rather than like the you know maybe maybe this is like start of the movie, traditional Santa elves, right? Warwick Davis yeah. is like, fuck this shit. I'm gonna flip this on its head. Kill Santa. Dead. <laughs> Takes the uh, takes up the moniker of Santa. Monica, Monkia, Monica, Monica. Yeah, not Monkia. Monkia is notes they had to uh, from the studio execs for King Kong. <laughs> Could you make it Monkia? <laughs> yeah, to be Monkia, to be more monkey. Um, yeah, no. Um, so he takes up Santa, and he decides as revenge that all the elves be set free, and Santa's extended family are now forever going to be working in the toy shop creating uh creating the toys for the kids of the world because that's yeah it's everyone isn't it they all get they all get toys <laughs> they all get toys <laughs> they all get toys they all get toys i i don't know i don't know if you can tell but i'm really struggling today just deep breaths man deep breaths so the the way that i would approach a warwick davis santa is very slowly um no uh the way that I would approach it is, have you ever watched or heard of a film called Without a Clue? Uh, no. So obviously, for our Christmas Santa inspiration, we are going to a Sherlock Holmes movie from, I think, the 80s. Okay. So Without a Clue is Ben Kingsley as Dr. Watson and Michael Caine as Sherlock Holmes. Right. And the idea is that Watson is the detective genius and he's hired an actor to play Sherlock Holmes and be the figurehead so he can work in the background. Okay, interesting. So we could have Warwick Davis as... So, again, we, we go Warwick Davis as just kind of one of the one of the elves, and then 
they start up the idea of Christmas and hire in a very traditional Santa to be the Santa. And he is the one kind of pulling the strings behind. And then you would end up obviously having the whole thing of someone peeks behind the curtain. No jingle, no jingle. It's not a actual peek behind the curtain. It's It's, it's... a a literal peek behind the curtain in this (laughs) film. Discovers him and then Warwick Davis's elf becomes, you know, a lot more confident with himself and then figuratively and literally takes up the reins. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I can I can get involved with that. The only slight downside there is we don't have any um, it, in Santa side. Sant- oh, nice. That was better in than Santa side. Santa, yeah, in Santa side. <laughs> That's that really works. It's also just for something that is so horrific. It's very fun to say. Yeah, it's, it's in Santa side. It? Yeah, Santa side. I I I love Warwick Davis. I don't think I don't think he gets the credit he's warranted. Because no, he's he's very very good. Yeah, and to his credit, didn't take part in tiptoes. Yes, no credit credit. <laughs> yeah, credit where it's due was not involved in tiptoes. Yeah, because uh, Willow, I think is is getting a bit of a resurgence now the TV series is out, but I don't think that was appreciated like arguably it should have been. Um, it was in the shadow of a lot of other George Lucas things, though, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm. Uh, so talking of talking of tiptoes, I've been watching. I've I've absolutely blitzed through all of the episodes of Slow Horses that are available so far on Apple TV. <laughs> so, sorry, it took a little bit. I, that's not where I thought that sentence was going. <laughs> okay. Speaking of tiptoes, I've been watching this uh, Cold War spy drama, <laughs> um, and it is phenomenal. And Gary Oldman is amazing in it but i constantly have to remind myself that this is the same man that was in tiptoes and i just cannot put two and two together you just can't square it away no it's it is insane i I don't think we like we can we'll briefly go for for people who don't know who may have just like found us on twitter and thought hey i wonder who they picked to play santa (laughs) tiptoes is a film where Gary Oldman and Matthew McConaughey play brothers, and Matthew McConaughey is the only quote-unquote normal-sized person in his family, and the rest are dwarfs. Gary Oldman plays his dwarf brother and literally spends the film on his knees, surrounded by actual dwarf actors, including Peter Dinklage. Yeah, and also, whilst this isn't the weirdest part about it, Matthew McConaughey um, exclusively puts out fires with an axe. Yeah, with an axe and dirt. Yeah. Because he's like a fireman teacher. He is. Ah, oh, fucking hell. And Kate Beckinsale only... We have a League of Good Bad Movies episode on it. We do, so yeah. Give, give give that a listen. But Kate Beckinsale only did it because she was allowed to wear her hat. Yes, yeah, yeah, her lucky hat. And she's weirdly, weirdly over-sexual in the first scene. Yeah, oh, yes! Her character yeah. completely changes from that point onwards. Yeah. Fucking hell, it's weird, isn't it? It is. It's it's very strange. And as I say, it's it. He like Gary Oldman is one of those proper like chameleon actors, right? Like yes. he is different in everything. Yeah, you you, and he disappears into the role as well to the point yeah. where sometimes you forget it was. Well, I guess the whole point of this fucking segue, you forget it's Gary Oldman. Yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. exactly that. But yeah, anyway, Gary Oldman, Slow Horses, Warwick Davis, Tiptoes. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just like it. Warwick Davis, as you say, is just... I think he's a very underappreciated actor. He's done some incredibly... I mean, he's done some great stuff. He's also... He's 
also very, very funny. Mm, yeah, yeah. Which, again, I don't think he gets credit for, that he's just a very funny dude. Yeah. He's obviously done a lot of stuff, like, with the, the extras um, bit is is good. Uh, he's, he's done... Um, I never watched it, but there's the whole, like, Life's Too Short series as well. Life's Too Short was awful. Was it? He was good in it. Yeah. But the show was awful. There is one funny scene from it, which is the Liam Neeson attempting stand-up comedy bit, which right. I will watch probably every month. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that, but I'll have to... You uh, definitely I'll have, because I have definitely sent it to you. Okay. Yeah, it, it's so fucking weird. But, uh, but yeah. But I, I, what I like with Warwick Davis is, like, I, I, I think if you are... And also, like, I, I'll hold, hold my hands. I think we will collectively hold our hands up. I apologise if Dwarf is offensive. I'm not sure where we sit on all of this anymore. So I don't mean to offend anyone or anyone uh, anything like that. I think... Um, I don't know, but I think the correct term is little person. I believe. I thought, I, I thought we'd moved away from that, but I don't know. Maybe. So I'm just I'm just saying I'm I yeah I okay. I I, I apologise, um, but I think obviously kind of like there's I think there's a decision any uh, dwarf actor has to make of whether you're going to embrace that. Yeah, kind of like Warwick Davis I think has done quite a lot with because he has lent into the you know fantasy roles and things like that and used his size as a selling point for himself kind of thing mm-hmm. or you lean away from it in the peter dinklage approach and you just rely on the fact that you're an incredible fucking actor and expect everyone to change the roles to suit you which they have done because peter dinklage is fucking incredible yeah because um, yeah i mean like i can't think of many people who because the character he played i think in days of future past wasn't a the comic book version of it isn't a dwarf. Right. But Peter Dinklage wanted to do it. So of course you're going to fucking get him in because he's one of the best actors I think who's come through in a very long time. But then he's also in another, what's the other Marvel movie he's in? Thor? Uh, Infinity. He's in the Thor bit of Infinity War. Yeah. Because so he's the, he's he one com- of, he's, he's one of the dwarfs, but he's like 20 foot tall. Well, yeah, this is it. They completely subverts it. Right. So he's yeah. like a dwarf giant. Yeah. Yeah. I know, and I, I agree, and I think I, I full credit to uh, Warwick Davis. He's um, he's had a very, very illustrious career, um, and has been in some. You know, he's in Labyrinth as well. So many fantastic movies, um, and yeah, I just think again, it's this whole kind of idea of subverting the norm of what Santa is. Um, I I like the idea that we 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 have him rise up and and slaughter Santa and take his place and. And enslave the the Claws family for future generations. So basically, the Santa Claus, but on purpose. But on purpose, yeah. 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 Sold, done. I withdraw my without a clue comment. And I fully, fully throw my weight behind you. Which, as we've covered, is sizable. I I, I never made a comment on your weight, okay? I'm just going to put it out there. Never said anything about your weight. It was my body fat percentage you have a problem with. (laughs) I also never said I had it. I just compared it to my dogs. It's fine, Graham. It's fine. Totally reasonable and normal thing to do. He's leaner than me as well. Next choice. Uh, And I think I have remembered my options. So now you have a choice between non-traditional or 
Title slash hereditary. Uh, non-traditional. Okay, so non-traditional. So in the spirit of kind of, uh, like we said in the intro, like the alternate Christmas uh, or the alternate Santa films, what I thought was, hey, let's, because, you know, we have had a bit more action-y Santa stuff and we have had more horror Santas, why not pick a fucking action hero? So there was one actor I wanted, who I won't name because we will come on to it later, that I couldn't pick because it would be kind of crossing similar ground that we may be coming on to later. So I threw it out a bit more to other action hero-esque people who could play Santa. And by threw it out, I mean I messaged some people. Mm. And uh, my friend Alison mentioned one Jason Momoa. And as soon as Jason Momoa was said, I immediately figured out what Christmas movie he would be in and what type of Santa he would play. Because I fucking love Jason Momoa. Like, he's one of those actors who I think is just, like, unashamedly having fun in everything he does. Yeah. Like... I assume he's going to be a wet, a wet, slippery Santa. A wet, slippery Santa. Yes, he is actually going to be... He's going to be the dolphin Santa. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so he'll be uh, the true porpoise of Christmas. Yeah. And I, I think he'll, 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 uh, he'll walk around with a, with a true sense of porpoise. Yeah, exactly, and yeah. all the other dolphin puns. But <laughs> he, he just seems like a relatively, I say relatively. Uh, he just seems fun. Like if, if this episode was also, you know, top three actors I'd want to go have a drink with, Jason Momoa would probably be in it. Do you think he'd have a Jason Mimosa? He would a hundred percent have a Jason Mimosa, and I cannot think of something funnier to say. <laughs> But he's been in a lot of, like, obviously I think people, you know, he shot to fame as Drogo in Game of Thrones. I don't think he has really topped that role, and he has just kind of been milking that for all it's worth. Uh, He was very good in Dune, where he was perfectly cast as the very stupidly named Duncan Idaho. (laughs) Yeah, he was very good in Dune, and then everything else has kind of been, like, all right, but he's always really enjoyable and stuff. He's that kind of guy. Like, I still loved Aquaman because it was, like, just unashamedly dumb. Yeah, like, I've, I've still... I've I've really not watched much of the uh, the DC stuff. But, um, yeah, I've heard good things about Aquaman. Because, like, I, I think the things that have worked with DC have been the things that have kind of... Like, um, Shazam was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's just fun. doesn't try too hard to fit into everything else. You don't have to have watched all the other films that are kind of dirt. Yeah. And then, yeah, Aquaman was just silly and brightly coloured. And less dirt, more water. And more water, yeah. So mud, if anything. So Jason Momoa, I think he has the he has the fun in him to, I think, be very good in a Christmas movie. He has the fun in him. He has the fun in him. <laughs> he seems like a jolly man. Um, but, like... The thing that I, I don't know about you, but actually, because we talk about Jason Momoa, I could talk about C again. So C is a post-apocalyptic thing that was an Apple TV that I'm fairly sure I'm the only person who's ever watched it. <laughs> but season one has one of the best fight scenes I have ever seen on a TV show. Interesting. To the point where at some point we need to do a fight scenes in a t- uh, TV shows. But one, that's too broad. And two, obviously the correct answer is the Daredevil hallway fight. Yeah. So, is there a point? But, yeah. So, 
Fuck it. It'll be in the YouTube playlist that is in the episode notes that nobody ever clicks on. But because <laughs> we started it, I can't stop because that's the kind of person I am. But the type of Santa I think Jason Momoa would play is we're going Santa Claus vibe. Okay. So Jason Momoa becomes Santa. Yep. I think I just I just really fucking like it. Like you can't tell me even if it is a flat out remake of the Santa Claus, Jason Momoa would be great in it. It's either that or we go like Santa Claus origin story and have a young Santa coming through. Yeah, it, it's an interesting one actually, isn't it? Like when do, who what is the what is the origin of Santa? He got bitten by a radioactive <laughs> Christmas tree. Okay. And instilled with the powers of festivities. Fair enough. I don't know. Has there ever... I, I mean, Klaus is probably a Santa Claus origin story. And by probably, I mean it quite literally is. Yeah. But obviously focuses on a male man. As opposed to a, a female man. Hey. See what he did there. <coughs> I, I meant to postman. <coughs> oh, God, I feel like shit. Um... We're getting there. We're getting there, mate. We're struggling. We we're struggling through, but we're getting there. Because like, I could see, actually, I could see him being like kind of because he's done a lot of stuff. Like, basically, Jason Momoa plays roles where he lives in the woods and is dirty. Yeah, that's kind of like what his his niche, his successful niche. Whether that is, and if it's not woods, it's the desert, and if it's not the desert, it's the sea. That sums it up. Anywhere we can get a good coating of dirt on him, Jason Momoa is there. He'd be a good Kratos. He would he? be a very good Kratos. But like, if we did have like, kind of like the Klaus thing of he's a character who lives in the woods, and you know, it's the story, it's the story behind the story of Santa, if that yeah. makes sense. So it's it's done like the this is where the origin came from. He's just this dude who's friendly and builds presents. Builds? Makes? Makes. Builds presence kind of is like more about like I, I'm I'm envisioning his stage presence. Yeah, that's another note on King Kong, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. We need to make it monkier and it needs to build presence. <laughs> this is a weird running joke to have in a Christmas film. Yeah, a Christmas more, episode. more Jack Black. More Jack Black. Then circled. Jack Black would be a very good Santa. Surely to- Jack Black has played Santa. It feels like something he would have done. He, he was in the holiday though. He was in the holiday. Um, interestingly, if you type in Jack Black San, in, as in if you're going to type Jack Black Santa, uh, the first thing that comes up is Jack Black San's shirt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. To bring it back, obviously the poster for this Christmas film is going to be Jason Momoa San's shirt, which I'm assuming is a more searched thing on Google. More, more than likely, yeah. More than likely, yeah. Jason Momoa, sand shirt, brackets, slightly dirty, slash wet, close brackets. Slash wet. Yeah. Wallpaper, 1080p. <laughs> but yeah, so like, yeah, maybe we do, instead of having like the Santa Clausy kind of thing, we go for like the legend behind Santa, and he's just a very kind man who lives in the woods. Because then we also get dirty. 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 Jason Momoa. And that's really the Jason Momoa who uh, puts bums on seats, if you know what I'm saying. Eh? 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 If Santa transcends time... Would there have been like, like, do we think Santa came at the point of human evolution, or would there have been like a Dino Santa? Interesting. I'm I. So so the question is whether Santa has always Santed. 
Has Santa always santa yeah. Or is Santa like a concept who... Like, he kind of, like, Doctor Who style regenerates. Yeah. I'm not sure. I want, I'm going to say Dino Santa, just because that is a fun mental image. It is. And assuming there, there was a Dino Santa, what species you're picking? Fuck knows. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm going to say, you can't really have a carnivore Santa, can you? It'd have to be a herbivore. Triceratops, yeah, maybe? Triceratops Santa? Yeah, he probably he feels like the most jolly of the of the. Like, um... Dinosaurs are for like ninety nine point nine percent of the population. Knowledge that peaks when you're nine, <laughs> because yeah. there's got to be a dinosaur that you can do an incredible Santa Claus pun with. Yeah, more more than likely. Try Santa Claus? No, no. There's a better one than that. There's a better one. The Clausoraptor. Yeah. So if there are any kids listening to this, one, <laughs> why? This this isn't really for you. I'm sorry. No. And two, what's a good dinosaur where you can make a Santa pun out of it? Yeah. I'm going to go Triceratops, but then instead of reindeers, it's pterodactyls. Nice. Rudolph, the red-nosed pterodactyl, <laughs> had a very shiny beak. I know. Beak, yeah. And when all the other pterodactyls. <laughs> I mean, it rolls off the tongue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it, it works. It definitely works. But... Yeah, so uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna go uh, Jason Momoa. I'm gonna go like Santa origin story of a Santa living in the woods. Alternatively, and I'm not gonna go into this in any detail because I believe we're at the end of the allotted time for this. Santa the Barbarian, just full on fan- high fantasy epic of Santa Claus. Uh, this is the opposite of your Warwick Davis movie. This right. is Santa subjugating the elves. Who uh, yeah. in this are going to be like goblins, <laughs> just nice. subjugating, taking the North Pole back for uh, the Christmas clan. The Christmas clan, and I'll be taking no further questions. Your choice. My choice. My choice. My choice. My choice. The choice that is mine. Your choice. Yeah. So my second choice. Um, I'm going to go for an actor who I think we've previously stated is the correct choice for all choices and that will come as no surprise to uh, loyal listeners as it's the thing david michael batista jr uh who is do you know how old he is i am gonna say late 40s 53 really yeah i for want of a better phrase i pumped that up because <laughs> my my default thought was mid 40s and it was like no this is cl- clearly he's older than i think he is because he's also been around he was wrestling for a very long time yeah wrestling since 1999 which i didn't realize but he was he didn't go into like wwe until a lot later right i'm not sure i just remember he was i just he was great he he was all shoulder yeah he's got like the shoulders He's got like the shoulder shoulders, hasn't he? Yeah, his shoulders have shoulders. Yeah, yeah. Those are the, the his shoulder shoulders go come above his ears. That kind of. <laughs> it's like if a child was drawing a strong man. Yeah, that is the body proportions of Dave Batista. Yeah, um, I mean the guy is fuck. Fuck, I love Dave Batista. He's great, isn't he? He's um, he's done some really. Uh, I think there was there was the perception that he was going to be a bit of a one trick pony when he played Drax, right? And. Actually, it turns out that he's he's pretty good at acting. Yeah, because I think before Drax, he played like 
he was kind of just like someone's henchman all the time because I think he was in a Bond film as a henchman. He rocked up in like Riddick as a random bounty hunter as but part of a team of bounty hunters, so not even the main dude. So I count that as henchman. But yeah, yeah, I don't think anyone. And this was we we hadn't really had to take wrestling wrestlers in movies seriously when Dave Bautista started coming out. No. So all of the comparison with him was The Rock, and The Rock is... And I stand by it, you know, seems like a lovely man. But he's not an actor, he's a genre. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. And everyone else who was a wrestler that went into films just turns into generic action star. Like Jesse Ventura, who just was just Jesse Ventura in various different movies. Yeah. Goldberg, like we said before, Goldberg was just Goldberg even if he was a demonic Santa, it was still Goldberg. Yeah. Yeah, I guess the only other one that seems to be going down the Batista route is John Cena, right? Like, he seems to yes. have... Uh, he's got his acting chops that seem to... Um... Yeah, John John Cena, who, for a for an actual peek behind the curtain this time... Again, another, another, another peek behind, behind the curtain. curtain. Yeah. In behind the curtain, behind the curtain, again, what's there? Would have been my choice instead of Jason Momoa. But I felt like we couldn't both have a wrestler where the conversation around them, even close to, even the phrase, now James Gunn is in charge of DC, blank is definitely going to be featuring him. <laughs> like, we could have just, we could have recorded this exact bit, not mentioned a name, and then just had it twice and badly put in Dave Batista or John Cena. Yeah. For the, mo- for the most part, anyway. For the most part, yeah. Yeah, he's done. He's done a, a. He's got quite a good, varied kind of CV as well, right? So he's got the obviously the Marvel stuff. I really liked him in Stuba. I don't know if you've seen Stuba. The um, I he's a spy, a spy who hires an Uber. Yeah, so it's Camille um, Nanjali. Nanjali is that how it's pronounced? But yeah, those two. I believe. I believe his Christian name is the guy from Silicon Valley who is now jacked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, in a in a kind of like spoofy spy movie um but he's very good in that it's good it's just it's just um it's just fun really i haven't seen it but he's obviously in the new knives out film he's uh and then we've spoken about it before but he was in um blade runner 2049 as well yeah which i i think is a glimpse into like his potential beyond an action star yeah, but we've had this exact conversation three or four times. Yeah, so we won't we won't um, flog that dead horse. He was he was also in, and again, this is one of those conversations where I can't remember if we talked about it on the podcast or just in real life because reality blurs. Um, he's in a film called Final Score. Oh uh, yeah, this is the um, blowing up the uh, the London Stadium, right? Um, so it's not London Stadium. I think it is the West Ham Stadium before. Then. Oh, their original one, so Upton Park. Y- yeah. But it's not actually an arena. It was four stands with gaps in the corners. Yeah, so, so you they could... had to see. Yeah, so they had to CGI <laughs> it to be a bowl. Yeah, so it made sense that people couldn't escape. Yeah, yeah, because otherwise you could just kind of walk out quite quite easily. Yeah, final final score is great. It is, I think, kind of to on what you were talking about before. That's the kind of film everybody assumed would be the only thing that Dave Batista made. Yeah. Like, it is that that is what I think of when I think of a wrestler doing movies. And there's a time and a place for that, because it's really fucking enjoyable. Yeah, I, I've got I've got a lot of time for that. You could see him rocking up in, like, an Expendables-style um, 
movie as well. He's he's been in. He replaced Arnie in the Escape Plan movies. Okay, which uh, there are three of them. You know, talk about following up a sequels episode. There are three <laughs> Escape Plan movies. Escape Plan: The Extractors. Yeah, but um, but yeah. So I mean, I think he's um, he's he's got the uh, he's definitely got the range and um for those of you that have seen the guardians of the galaxy holiday special watch that yesterday nice he uh he basically is santa um because he he turns present bringer to um yeah to star lord and presents him with spoiler alert uh kevin bacon in a box it it's i my takeaway from German Honor Club? My takeaway, yeah. Oh, if only. That's really expensive down here. My main thing with the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special is the Kevin Bacon thing should have been a spoiler. Yeah. Because it, the whole thing, the, the trailer gave everything away. Like, just everything. Which is a real shame, because I think if you didn't know that was coming, it would have been brilliant. Well, see, I didn't know it was coming, because I ah. am, as you know... Uh, try to avoid as many trailers as possible. And what was was that a uh, judgmental eye uh, eyebrow raise there? <laughs> uh, no, that was a. Uh, I surprised myself by burping. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were like, yeah. So I, I didn't know it was coming. It was okay. I, I it could have been better, but it was a bit of fun, and I enjoyed it. Um, nothing to write home about. Yeah, it was. I'm glad they did it. Yeah, that's my takeaway. I'm glad they did it. It was fun. It was an enjoyable like. 45 minutes, I don't regret watching it. And anything the world needs, and to kind of big up your point a bit, the world needs more Dave Bautista. It does. I stand by that. Yeah, it does. And also, um, the actress who plays um, Mantis, um, it was good to see her get more screen time, because I think she is, uh, yeah. she's very good. I do think part of the reason I didn't like it is because I just don't like seeing Chris Pratt on TV anymore. <laughs> He's just like... I, yeah, that's, that's fair. He is my least favourite Chris. I'm trying to think of some awful Chris's now. Deberg? <laughs> I don't know what he's done to anyone. But I, I was going to say, I don't know enough about Deberg, apart from the uh, Bob Mortimer. It was Chris... No, it was, was it Chris Deberg or was it Chris Rea? Chris Rea was the egg and butter. Chris Rea. Yeah. Fucking hell, Bob Mortimer's weird. This is a massive tangent. Uh, if, if anyone has an hour, watch some Bob Mortimer on Would I Lie to You. It's a great use of time. It is, uh, absolutely, yeah. Interestingly, talking of Chris Rea is the proper way to pronounce the surname that's spelled R-E-A. Yes, I can't think of any other way to you would, pronounce... You would say Rea. surname right? R-E-A. Yeah, Rhea. Rhea. Yeah. Definitely Rhea. I would say so. Because it's Re, R-E, yeah. and then uh, yeah. with A. Yeah, Rhea. Rhea. And you wouldn't disagree with that him at this time of year, because this is, you know, this this is his uh, sweet spot is where he's, when he's doing his driving. No, I was going to say, you can't get in touch with him anyway, because he's a very considerate driver. <laughs> He has the do not disturb thing that 90% of people have turned off on their phone. Um, so, Dave Batista. Batista, <laughs> Batista, who, uh, not to, not to, not to, I went really high pitched then. Not to, uh, and again, let's try that again, shall we? Not to uh, hammer home a point, not that we repeat anything for comic effect or anything like that. Yeah. But uh, Dave Batista was in a little uh, Apple TV show called C. <laughs> with one, uh, he played uh, Jason Momoa's brother. Yeah. And he was very fucking good in it, because of course he was. He's Dave Batista. He is Dave Batista. So what kind of what kind of Santa are we, are we seeing him as? I'm, I'm thinking, um, whilst 
I, I admit he has got the range. I, I do kind of like the idea of like silly, um, not silly, but like action comedy Santa. So, okay. Not quite as camp as Jingle All The Way. Not that Jingle All The Way has a Santa in it, but not quite as camp as that, but that kind of vibe. Okay. Yeah. So less, it feels weird saying this given that I haven't seen the film, but less what I'm assuming Violet Knight is. Yeah. Less, yeah, less gritty and kind of like, um, yeah, over the top violence. Um, okay. More fa- family, family friendly action Christmas movie. Yeah, so family, yeah, a family friendly action movie. Family friendly Die Hard with Santa. Nice. Sold. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at some point, I think he is going to end up playing Santa. He just seems like that kind of dude. Yeah, and he's got the like the little the little spectacles from twenty forty nine. Yeah, I mean that that looks like he looks like he'd rock a massive beard. Wonder what you were going to say there, but yeah, yeah. There's already been was it uh, was it Hulk Hogan with Santa with muscles? Yes, yeah. So there is there is a precedent to uh, that that means there's multiple precedents to a muscle bound wrestler. This Santa. is very true. We also have yet to watch a um, Christmas wrestling miracle, so he may or may not be in that. We just don't know because we've not seen it. We don't know, and and to be honest, I'm I'm fine with letting that remain a mystery. I wonder if they decorate the tree with wrestling belts, like the uh... Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> this is th- this entire section is just a series of jokes. Only me, you, and like, one other person will understand. Uh, yeah, the Karate Christmas Miracle was so weird. Maybe we just remake that with Dave Bautista. Yeah, it's I'm sorry. I'm just remembering. Just like when his dad comes home at the end. <laughs> Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Obviously, because you got your karate belt, your dad's gonna come home because that's how this works. Oh, fucking hell! Wasn't it interspersed with like footage from another movie as well that never got released? The clown. Yeah. Thing. So it, it oh, was, it was uh, to do with the shooting, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Eric Roberts. Yeah, was randomly interspersed from another movie about. Uh, oh yeah, the Aurora thing. The, the Aurora shooting. Yeah, which they turned into a, like a very. I think Christian Republican heavy horror movie. <laughs> this is sorry. I know this sounds like we're both having strokes here, but there is a film, as longtime listeners of the podcast will know, called *The Karate Christmas Miracle*. That is batshit insane. I think it's all on YouTube. Yeah, well, at least it was. Is that this, where we watched this time it last year? Yeah, yeah. We've done an episode on it. So last year's Christmas episode was. Uh, a Karate Christmas Miracle special, and yeah, just. Yeah, it's so fucking weird. And then there's a sequel, a sequel spin-off of a wrestling Christmas miracle. Yeah. Yeah. I I would say yeah. absolutely watch it because it is amazing. I would watch it with friends. Yeah. I mean we <laughs> like I I don't think I could recommend anyone to watch it. We watched it twice, didn't we? Oh yeah. Yeah, cuz you you said it. I th- think I assumed as a joke that we should watch it again. Yeah. And then we did, and we still had a great time. <laughs> you can, if, and also, if you can't find it on, Amazon, on um, YouTube, it is available in high definition on Blu-ray uh, from Amazon for £19. So, uh, you know, if you're... 19? <laughs> £19, yeah. If you want to save if you want to save a few quid, you can get it on DVD for £15 and £7. Uh, but the high definition really makes it grow. It, this is true. 
But uh, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're looking for um, a gift for your um, the karate loving person in your life, then uh, look no further than stuffing their stocking with, with the Blu-ray. Although it's not not got great reviews on Amazon. Um, Blu-ray won't play in conventional Blu-ray players. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky escape. My final choice. Uh, we are going for the Santa as a job title choice. So this isn't your your kind of traditional Santa. It is somebody taking over from a Santa. So this is kind of the uh, for, a, for I was about to say real life for a, for a Christmas film example. This is like Arthur Christmas. Right. So it is Santa is giving up, deciding to retire and spend some more time with his uh, elves, and somebody is going to be taking over the role rather than his children. It is going to be Mrs. Claus taking over the role of Santa. Okay. This is Oscar-winning Octavia Spencer. It was kind of my choice, because I was kind of, like, orbiting around it a bit. But it was actually my fiancé who out and out said, hey, Octavia Spencer would really be good as Santa. And you know what? She was right. So I really like Octavia Spencer. I know she's, like, an Oscar winner, and she has appeared in some, like, incredible films, but I don't think she ever truly gets the credit she's warranted. I have i don't think I've seen her in anything. You must have seen her in stuff. Mm, I'm looking at her... She was in Very Bad Doolittle, which I have not watched. Uh, she was in a very bad horror film called Ma, but she was very good in it. Uh, she was in The Shape of Water... She was in... Oh, I've seen Shape of Water. Uh, I must have seen her. She was in Hidden Figures. Have you watched Hidden Figures? No, I still haven't got around to that one. So, yeah, she's very good in that. She was in Bad Santa 2, actually. She was in Zootopia, or did a voice in Zootopia. She was in, like, Snowpiercer. Uh, she got an Oscar for The Help. And I, so I think she's been nominated for Best Supporting Actress three times. So... Uh, Shape of Water, Hidden Figures, she was nominated, and then The Help, she won. So she's bringing, you know, proper, proper caliber to this role. And I just think she comes across, she just comes across as really, like, weird that I just said she was in a horror movie. But generally, as a person and a lot of her characters just come across as really nice and kind. Yeah. And that's kind of the optimistic. I think out of all of my choices, this is probably going to be the most traditional family Christmas movie where it's just Octavia Spencer taking over the role of uh, Santa. To get the best of both worlds we will have Santa as Anthony Hopkins in this so I can still get my uh, my original original choice involved even though I replaced him with Tom Waits but I just think it would yeah I just think it would work and she's also the kind of person who I just kind of want to see her in more things like she's she's been in some it she's been in some strange choices so she was in the Rob Zombie Halloween 2. Right. So she hasn't always been in in uh, incredible films, but she is always incredible in them. Like, she's just always kind of got this energy and vibe that I think comes across. And, yeah, like, there's nothing wrong with just... Uh, I think we said in the, the beginning, like, a lot of... A lot of Christmas movies are just kind of comfortably okay. Yeah, I think I think that's the yeah that's the approach to critic. I don't think you're ever gonna get, like. I'd be very surprised if a Christmas movie, a Christmas movie's never winning an Oscar. Has one? Maybe Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. I don't know. That's a pub quiz question and a half. That's the only one I could think that may have done. Yeah. We will just ignore that and move on. 
Because <laughs> I'm, I'm, both of my hands are on a LucasAid bottle right now because that's where I am mentally you're, and physically. You're double fisting and a LucasAid. I don't want to. I am double fisting a LucasAid. I don't want to. I don't want to Google Graham. Don't make me Google. <laughs> and I don't have an Alexa plugged into this room anymore. And I turned off Siri because it would always make me depressed because she'd never fucking make out I was asking her for anything. So I just turned her off. <laughs> I think I think sorry. I think I'm having a breakdown. It, it does sound like <laughs> it. Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street uh, did win the best adapted screenplay. Uh, okay. And best picture, nineteen forty-eight, according to nice. the Googles. Yeah, but like, you can obviously get good Christmas films, but I think like, yeah, it, it sounds stupid, but they don't have to be good films. They just need to kind of be. A bit warm and they need to cheery be and optimistic. Yeah, they need to be not love actually. They need to be something that you can have on the background whilst you're uh, like wrapping presents or something like that. Yeah, so love, love actually, just to just because it links in with a film I talked earlier. Silent Night is a film about poison literally leading to the population having to euthanize themselves for an easy death, right? Yeah, Love Actually is more toxic than that. <laughs> it's such an awful movie. But could you could you imagine if you heard like what is you sent me that the video that's doing the rounds? Oh, it's brilliant! Of, like you are yeah, you answer the door and I'm standing there with a load of signs, <laughs> which were meant to uh, <laughs> reclaim my love to your wife. It's like no, you know what? This isn't okay. No, this isn't uh, this, this isn't a normal and like romantic thing to do. No, it's not nice in the slightest. But then that's like the whole movie because also, um, uh, what's his face? Um, King's Speech. Colin he's, Firth. he's being cheated on. Is he? Yeah, right at the beginning, he comes home and. Um, oh, that's why. That's why he's gone to France. That's why he bugs off to France. Yeah. Okay. And then obviously the Alan Rickman Emma Thompson bit is supposed to not be seen. Yeah. Romantically, but yeah, I I think you sums it up perfectly by saying the most romantic part of it is between Porn Bilbo and Porn Stacy. Yeah. I would say so. Yeah. Can't think of an easy tangent, so I'm just going to tangent back to... uh... So this Octavia Spencer Christmas movie, (laughs) because it is going to be a generic family-friendly Christmas affair, I already know exactly what the plot would be, because it is just going to be a generic family Christmas thing. So Santa is going to be giving up the role, so you'll have his kids are trying to vie for the Santa role. So kind of like Arthur Christmas, you'll obviously have the eldest, who is kind of like thinks he's locked in but ends up not getting it and gets kind of a bit bitter and twisted and then, so and it's just this sounds like christmas succession I, yeah fuck it <laughs> that's the family friendly generic christmas story we want right brian, brian cox then, playing santa I, I mean done for what <laughs> like I, I has he i don't think he's played santa but he would be a very good santa he would be I we I must have said this before but you've seen the whole thing about his actors uh, guild thing or whatever it was that you have to like submit to like there's only one uh you yeah you you not that there's only one but there's someone had taken Brian Cox as like yeah. the name that they were being represented by and i i remember you sending this to me but i can't remember the punchline so basically so it was it was in there in the academy or whatever or where i can't remember where it is some some um some uh actors guild or whatever it is maybe it's like the actors guild of america screen guild of america and um he had sent a letter in to ask them to forward on to the person brian cox who had taken it 
to say mm. could he you know could he utilize it if they're not you know if the, i don't know if they would he kind of must have assumed they weren't making anything because he hadn't seen them in anything. yeah um so the letter went in and then it got delivered back to him because it turned out he had actually <laughs> already uh, registered his name he just had forgotten that he'd done it <laughs> nice nice i like it well it, it's i think my favorite one is do you know what michael keaton's real name is I don't know. So, in his real life, Michael Keaton goes by his real name. Right. So, there's stories of people in, like, chauffeurs in airports holding up a sign for Michael Douglas. Right. And then Michael Keaton turns up, because (laughs) Michael Keaton's real name is Michael Douglas. Nice. And I just find that funny. He's like, yeah, makes makes sense. Is Michael Douglas' real name Michael Douglas? Yeah, it is. Uh, I assume so. Yeah, it is. Michael Kirk Douglas. Michael Douglas. But yeah, so we'll have Brian Cox as Santa. Uh, the kids are trying to vie to take over the role, and throughout the film, Octavia Spencer's Mrs. Claus is just kind of helping them with what they need to do, and then it obviously becomes apparent that she should be the actual Santa. Yeah. That's the movie. Boom. Print it. Write it. We're done. On to the next Case one. closed. On to the next one. We're done. Done. On to the next one. Uh, a song about uh, Cunnilingus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> your final choice. <laughs> it was a nice segue, actually, in your last one, because you spoke about Porn Bilbo. Um, and my <laughs> final choice for... Um... I can't... I, I love when this happens. I can't remember what your final choice is, and now I'm frantically trying to make connections <laughs> with Porn Bilbo and... Uh... And who could play Santa? So, Porn Bilbo is obviously um, Martin Freeman in um, Love Actually, who starred alongside our final Santa in the Hobbit movies, because we are talking Ian McKellen, Sir Ian oh. McKellen, for um, Gandalfy Santa. I'm, I'm going to say something about Ian McKellen, and I'm not going to answer any follow-up points. Okay. Very soft hands. <laughs> I, I, that doesn't surprise me. I imagine yeah. he has a good, like, skincare moisturising routine. I, I have I have met him very briefly twice, and they are up there with... He is... He's, he's just such a nice man. Did he... Oh, and this... I mean, this this is part of my point. Was it... Was the, were there any brief meetings? Because he, he basically told you to run away really quickly every time. <laughs> Fly, you fool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, there's a couple of reasons. We'll get the, the obvious one out of the way straight away. He he can rock a big white beard. We know that. He's got previous. Tick one. And then, secondly, I feel like... I know a lot of people would kind of default to, like, David Attenborough as, like, the nation's grandpa. I think Ian McKellen's in with a shout for, for being, like, the... Uh, he's just such... Like you say, he's such a nice guy. And the thing that swayed me to this was that he was... I don't know if you've seen this clip doing the rounds recently, but he was on the John Bishop podcast the other day. Oh, it's just the, the taxi anecdote. Yeah. Yeah. So his whole thing was like he was talking about because there's um, I don't I, I I'm not a John Bishop fan, but I uh, this came up on uh, like a Instagram or something. There's a clip about um, there's this podcast. It's called Three Little Words or something, and I don't actually yeah. understand the premise, but something to do with like what are your three words to change the world or something like that. Anyway, he has this anecdote about being in Manchester and how culturally there's a thing in Manchester where if you don't know someone necessarily, or even if you do know someone, that you refer to them as love, regardless of who they are, gender, sex, whatever. 
just love and how if there was more of that in the world then the world would be a better place and it was just like damn you should be Santa because that's really fucking heartwarming. That is very, <laughs> that is very Santa. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm fully with you. I, I, I I've always, yeah, I, I, th- I, I would put Ian McKellen as Nation's grandpa for sure. Yeah, he's just, he's got like the voice for it as well. I know he's like a posh old dude, but like he's just got such a, a, a I don't know. I could, I could listen to him read the dictionary kind of voice. Oh God, for sure. Have you watched this one man show? No. It's on Amazon, I think. Right. It at least was for a bit anyway, as part of like the National Theatre Live yeah. stuff. And it was, the first half of it is just him talking through various things, like his life. And he does readings from, uh, he reads the extract from Lord of the Rings with the Balrog and things like that. Okay. And then the second half is him basically getting the audience to name every single Shakespeare play. Right, and whenever anyone mentions one, he just reels off a story about how what happened when he was in it, and a story attached to it. Because of course, he's been in every single Shakespeare play. Yeah. So I actually, I saw, I've seen him perform once. I saw him and Patrick Stewart do "Waiting for Godot." Uh, yes, yes, I remember you saying because I saw the next one they did together, uh, "No Man's Land." Yeah, and I mean Patrick Stewart's fantastic as well, but I don't think he kind of has the santery gravitas that. Um, I, Ian McKellen the, the does. Pro- now, the problem I have with Patrick Stewart is it that he's bald. You, are, I, you, I, I thought we were going to keep this under wraps here. I thought that you were going to keep your bald hatred out of the podcast because just don't, just I just don't think there can be a bald Santa. Right? <laughs> All right. Uh, no, like I don't. <coughs> Actually, you know what? There are two things I don't like about him. One. He made me feel for James Corden, <laughs> and I no, I don't like that. But there was like it was like an awards thing or something. He kind of kept calling James Corden fat, <laughs> and it was like the most uncomfortable. Like I, 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 in my brain, it feels like it was an hour, but I'm assuming it was about twenty seconds. Yeah, but he just kept talking about his belly. Like James Corden had clearly pissed him off. And he was reacting like you would when you were a child in a schoolyard. <laughs> and just, like, that has kind of, like, taken the edges off a little bit. Like, it, it broadly speaking, a lot of time for him. But there's always that little thing in the mind, in the back of my head of, like, oh, there's this. And he's really good friends with Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, I suppose that's a, that is definitely yeah. a downside. But... but he was Picard, so, you know. Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the USS Enterprise. You don't remember that song? Uh, no. Jean-Luc Picard of the USS Enterprise. I'll find it, and you won't be able to get out of your head. Nice. Anyway, Ian McKellen. In your research for this, did you Mm. Google Ian McKellen Santa? Uh, no. Because when you mentioned Ian McKellen, my first thought was, he must have played Santa. So I Googled Ian McKellen Santa, and (laughs) the first thing... The first thing that comes up is a relatively recent photo of him and Patrick Stewart City with a shopping centre Santa. It's fucking brilliant. In, in festive, uh, like, not Christmas jumpers, but Christmas... So uh, Patrick Stewart's wearing a red one and Ian McKellen's wearing a green one. It's just like, oh, I, I just... I. And they both I, I have... I want the friendship those two men have. They both have bowler hats as well. Yeah, as you do, as you do. I remember. Uh, I mean, I, th- I think of... we've been described as the uh, the modern day uh, McKellen and Stewart. Oh, 
I hope. <laughs> but yeah, I just I I remember the disappointment I had when I googled Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen tandem bicycle and nothing came up. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like that's that's the vibe. That's the vibe I get from them. Doesn't he have a but, he has a song about being on a bicycle going up a one way street, doesn't he? Yes, uh, it's he, oh, called One Way Street. He features on a features on a song. Yeah, it's very very catchy. The One Way Street. Yeah, oh, Tom Robinson. Street. Yeah, yeah. Not to be confused with Tommy. Oh no, I I forgot he was even. Is he still a thing? I don't know. But fuck, I'm, that's a hell of a flex. Us talking about how we didn't like that Patrick Stewart called James Corden fat. <laughs> And then it turns out Ian McKellen featured on it like a hit single or a single with Tommy Robinson. Stephen Christopher Yaxley Lennon. Oh, what a... F- fucking hell. This is a Christmas episode, Graham. Yeah. This is a Christmas episode. Somehow we've got onto Tommy Robinson. I say somehow we got onto it because I mentioned him. Yeah, I was going to say. Don't, don't, don't be throwing shade my way, bro. My my, my bad. But yeah, um, aside from his... Um, his it, Tom Robinson, not Tommy Robinson. Tom Robinson. Um, yeah. Aside from his uh, his musings on um, on that record, he's just um, yeah, he's just very very Father Christmassy, isn't he? It yeah. would be probably as as traditional a Christmas Father, like literally just like Father Christmas going around delivering presents. Maybe it's like maybe it's like a it's it's a mockumentary. But he's playing actual Father Christmas. I'm that's that's the that's the route I'm taking. It's it's a Father Christmas mockumentary, but he plays it very earnestly. I like that. I like that a lot. Also, feels like that should be a film that's been done. There must be a Santa mockumentary. I don't know. Who there is. Is there? One of my uh, just just while I've googled this, uh, I can't. No, I can't. I can't see a lot. There's Santa Camp, which I believe is a documentary about like Santa training. <laughs> There's I Am Santa Claus, a documentary of an entire year in the lives of five real bearded professional Santa Clauses. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I reckon maybe this is this this is our um spinal tap in. We can we can do this. Yeah, fuck it. Let's let's go for it. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> just just const- just scrolling Ian McKellen on the front of the screenplay. Yeah. To Ian McKellen, please will you read our script? It's a mockumentary about Santa. Yes. Love I mean, it. just read it, record it. Yeah, you've got a connection as well. You both called Ian. Yeah. So I've called Ian. You'll like that. Met him. Yeah. You can say, you can say um, you know, be careful of paper cuts on your soft hands. Yeah, because very soft hands. Mm. But yeah, I just think um, you could play a very earnest Santa Claus. He could sell the role perfectly. And yeah. I'd, 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 I'd very much like to see Ian McSanta. Okay, so those were our choices. They were. And usually, because you had the final choice, I would then give uh, the top three of my three. But the problem is, I don't know how I want to rank my actual <laughs> top three choices. But fuck, yeah. This is a, this is a very tough one. I, I like all of these. I think for me, I think I am going to go. I'm going to go Jason Momoa third because mm. I do like like the Santa origin or like the Santa Claus kind of vibe. 
and I do think he would be very good as Santa, but I, I think I just more want to see him just in a Christmas movie, right? Like, I again, he's one of those people I will generally watch anything he's in because he just seems, uh, yeah. seems fun. So I'll put him as three. Uh, two, I'm going to go Tom Waits because I think Tom Waits would be a very, very good Santa in the vein of, like I said, the Father Christmas cartoon, which was a big part of growing up as well. So I've kind of smushed my image of Santa a little bit with that. So I, I think that would be a lot of fun. And then I think out of all of these choices, I just think Octavia Spencer would be a very, very, it would just be a very, very Christmassy film. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And uh, that's what you want at Christmas. You just want a very, very Christmassy film. And she seems to, she she gives off strong Santa vibes and that's kind of what you want, right? You just sounded like you were you were doing a pitch for love, honey. <laughs> <laughs> just want like, all we want, guys, to some of you is strong Santa vibes. <laughs> he is, <laughs> as long as he's coming to town, we're happy. <laughs> nice. Um, nice. What's my top three? I hear you cry. Um, I I struggle too. I think third place. Um, Probably go, uh, probably Warwick Davis, just because we get away from the um, the meaning of Christmas a little bit when he, um, you know, commits insanticide. Uh. Uh, as as fun as it will be to watch. Second place, uh, Dave Batista because he's great, but I just think Ian McKellen is is too santery not to be Santa. So yeah, that's yeah. that's that's kind of that's that's the logic think- there. I think that's fair. And and that brings us on to the true meaning of, of Christmas. this Christmas podcast. And that is what the podcast nobody asked for's top three is gonna be. So what are you what are you feeling? I, I have I agree, I have very strong feelings about Ian McKell. <laughs> so uh I we will he'll definitely be in there. Um I again, I like all of these. Yeah, it's this it's is a, a tough one. It's a very tough one between um between the six of them. Yeah, I don't know. Flip a coin. Um, okay. Pull numbers out of a sack. Just because it's Christmas, and we have the full the full spirit of Christmas going. Yeah. Ian McKellen could be the Santa in my Octavia Spencer Christmas movie. Yeah. So we could have those two as one. Yeah. A, a, a bit, bit more traditional, a bit less traditional. I like it. Yeah. Um, that then brings us on to two and three. Two and three. So I, I really like Dave Batista because he's Dave Batista. Yeah. Uh, would you prefer uh, a Tom Waits Christmas or a Jason Momoa Christmas? <laughs> See, I it's, it's difficult for me because I don't know enough about Tom Waits to really have a, a proper opinion here. Do you want old grouchy Santa yeah. or Santa who lives in the woods and isn't quite Santa yet? Um, maybe we go. Maybe we go origin story Santa just because I think it's not something I know we've mentioned Klaus has maybe done it a bit but it feels like there's um that's ripe for for telling a new story kind of thing whereas there's a lot more of the kind of like grouchy old tempered man gets a heart of gold kind of thing Tom, Tom Waits would be a very very good Santa but I don't think it would be treading new ground i wonder if he um, if if you maybe push him over to uh scrooge oh fuck yeah he would be very good in the christmas carol movie even though i think there's 150 of them <laughs> yeah i mean they're, they're they just and that's, out, that's, don't they just i that's think i've been in one, actually, or i'm due to be in one next year 
everyone yeah it's like jury duty <coughs> yeah it's, you get a letter oh, you've been in oh, it twice then <laughs> yeah I've, I've got to be in a, a a christmas carol movie okay all right i can i can sit with this uh, i'm gonna i'll say batista 2 yeah uh, as in two i'm not just saying i, I say batista 2 <laughs> aren't you proud of me and then jason momoa 3 yeah because yeah and it'll be good. And again, I would watch all of these films. Any any of these films, I would watch because I think these sound uh, these sound really fun. So, the podcast nobody asked for's top three actors we want to see play Santa. Uh, at number three, we have Jason Momoa. At uh, number two, we have Dave Bautista. And in joint number one, we have Ian McKellen and Octavia Spencer. Uh, if you agree with our choices, if there's anybody else you want to see play Santa, you can find us on Instagram at the podcast nobody asked for. Uh, you can also find us over at Patreon at the podcast nobody asked for, where you can become a friend of the podcast, where you get access to a monthly bonus episode. You get other random stuff like mugs and t-shirts and access to an Excel list with all of our previous top threes and recommendations on. You need you need to uh I we need to do one of those where there's you know where it gets really sped up at the end and you just kind of go through like you're like you're advertising um, penicillin to Americans or something. Um, oh, yeah, may may result in death. Um, yeah, so we cannot can... we cannot be held liable from <laughs> any repercussions from having access to a spreadsheet. We're on Twitter at nobody asked for pod with the number four. You can find us at the same place on Facebook, and we have a website with wonderful things on it. That is the podcast nobodyasked.co.uk and wherever you're listening to this remember to leave a review and in your review put any future episode ideas you may uh, have and we will do our favorite ones just just to clarify on that point though that's wherever you're like whichever platform you're listening to us on not like where you are geographically don't just write a review down and leave it you know next to stonehenge or graffiti is not christmassy it's no and well unless you put snow on it unless you put snow on it but that's yeah. a loophole which they haven't closed yet but i'm assuming they will soon <laughs> but that's uh that's not just christmas that is our last episode this year it is it is that's a wrap so we have our, i think they say in the industry the next episode the next episode is going to be uh patreon exclusive uh first of january undrafted episode and then we get our sum up of the year yeah which uh which is going to be interesting, because I think, let's not lie, it's going to be us talking about Top Gun Maverick a lot. It will be, yeah. Yeah. Great film. Do you ever hear, when, when you say the next episode, do you just start having the, the Dr. Dre beat go in your head? Because that's what I had after you said the next episode. Uh, no. Hey, 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 hey. Smoke weed every day. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>
So uh, let's just all pretend I did do it, and it was funny. Because, you know, can't. It would have been funny, right? would have been funny. Definitely shouldn't do it, though. Definitely. I mean, I could do it. <laughs>